Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, I have three guests today, John Sacco, Eric Pfaffenbach, and Chris Bianco. They're a group of collectors. They deal in physical Bitcoins and uh, related products, and they can be found on the Bitcoin Talk Collectibles subforum. It's a pretty large marketplace where they talk about trading of collectibles related to crypto. Um, so later on, I'll give you their screen names if you want to contact them and talk about trading, maybe engage in some trades. But uh, for now, welcome, guys. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Hey, Richard. Good to be here. Doing good. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what's, um, what got you guys, you know, what's your individual stories? What got you into uh, physical Bitcoins and memorabilia and all that stuff? Um, sure. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, so my name is John. I'm a hybrid soul, as known on the Bitcoin Talk forums. And I've been into Bitcoin since early 2013 as a, just an investor and a you know, developer in, in the space. And in 2014, I went to a Bitcoin meetup locally in my town. I was, I was really excited and ended up meeting um, a couple guys that were really into gold and silver. And they were really new to the Bitcoin space. And I was really new to the gold and silver space. And so... I had gotten interested in, in investing in silver, and so I, I really kind of decided that at that point that it would be great to merge the hobbies. And uh, I went on the uh, Bitcoin Talk forum and realized that there is this huge industry of collectible coins uh, in the Bitcoin space. Some of them are, are funded coins with private keys, like most people know the Casatius coins uh, that were released in 2011 and uh, up until 2013. But there's all kinds of coins uh, that are Bitcoin themed and not not only coins, but collectibles like artworks, like paper wallets. And I've just been really fascinated uh, as a collector ever since. So I'm really looking forward to the conference because it'll be, I think, the first time that um, a lot of us will be able to show some of these products to the Bitcoiners, the uh, other blockchain enthusiasts who may not really know that this market exists uh, in the, you know, the virtual, we're, we're so used to trading the virtual coins that we don't really see the, the, there's this really, and I think from a historical standpoint, this is going to be an important era in Bitcoin is, is to represent the history with all of these physical products that can be shown and, and held. And uh, I'm really excited to, to bring that to the conference. Um, I'll, I'll pass it That's off great. to my... Uh, Associate Eric uh, to okay. give his intro as well. 
Uh, basically, I got started in Bitcoin uh, basically about the, around the time when Mt. Gox, the whole collapse thing happened. It was just kind of a, kind of interested me. And from there, I kind of got into the big, whole Bitcoin mining and the whole technical side. And then after that, I just was kind of looking for something more fun to do. And growing up collecting coins, um, I kind of found the, the physical uh, physical collectible Bitcoins. And, I, you know, I went on eBay and kind of started there buying, you know, the, the cheap dollar ones and like $2 ones. And then I found the, the forum, with the collectible section. And like John said, it's like a whole nother world. Like there's so many different coins and collectibles that people can collect. And so over the past couple of years, that's just what I've been doing. You know, we, we do a lot of like group buys and we help each other out to get these coins because some of them are, are kind of hard to get. You know, some of them, they won't ship to the United States or this or that. So it's kind of a kind really? of really what? Why is that, by the way? Um, it, 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 due to money, money laws where they're not allowed to sh- import loaded coins because it's considered money transmission. And that's why a lot of people in the United States, too, like Cassatius, they stop selling loaded coins because of that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, you're, you're able to do it if you do the right paperwork and money or paperwork and all that. But um, it's just a lot of headaches for a lot of people, you know, and especially for a small company like somebody like Cassatius, you know, to have to go through and do all of that would have just been a nightmare. So, um, but being that, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good group of collectors. And like I said, we help each other out, and, you know, with all these different coins and collectibles. And, you know, we have an active chat where we, you know, we, we talk and, you know, we, we give each other the heads up, you know, hey, did you see the new coin coming out? And, you know, it's fun. It's definitely a, it's definitely a whole other side of, I guess, coin collecting that I never thought would exist. And when, you know, you start to talk about it with somebody who is, a, you know, like an old, old coin collector, you know, their eyes kind of light up, you know, it's, it's a whole other side that people have never heard of. And, you know, the coins are, the coins themselves too are interesting to say the least, you know, it's, it's not just a, a face and, you know, in God we trust on the back, you know, they, they have, you know, fancy designs and you know, holograms and all that good stuff. So it, it's some good stuff out there to, to be involved in. Do, uh, before we go on, do any of the coins have um, the public key physically etched onto them or private um, key? Yes. Yeah, they do actually. We, oh, the private key, um, there actually was a series uh, of coins made uh, by one of the people that we know that um, they had the, the keys etched into the coin. They were called uh, Genesis coins. Okay, cool. All right. And then uh, go ahead, Chris. What got me into collecting? Um, yeah. I came I kind of late into the Bitcoin game. I think it was uh, spring of 2014 when I first heard about it. And it wasn't until a couple months later that I started giving it some serious thought. And I found Bitcoin Talk forums. Luckily, the the collectible sub forum, and I bought my first coin, uh, collectible coin. It was a silver wallets coin, and oh my gosh, I'll still always have a special place in my heart for that one. Uh, then I started buying other ones, Leilana coins, um, and it just grew from there. Now, Chris, uh, so- not to not to go too far, but um, you started one of my favorite companies in the. the- the physical Bitcoin space. Can you talk about kind of how you came up with the inspiration for the Bitcoin penny? Well, thank you very much for the kind words. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was actually, uh, I was a librarian. I was uh, sitting at work at my desk one day um, and I looked down at my penny loafers and I thought, you know, uh, I, I like the tradition of wearing pennies and penny loafers because it's silly. It's just a fun, silly thing to do. And, um, but I thought, you know, Bitcoin is, the future. I mean, it, it's digital currency. Somebody should come out with a a Bitcoin 
that I could put in my penny loafers. And I thought that was such a funny idea. I texted my wife. I still have a, a screenshot of the text, actually, uh, from 2014. Uh, I texted her, and I said, somebody should make a small, inexpensive Bitcoin that you can put in your penny loafers and sell them. I mean, the, in, in this little one sentence, I had basically our entire company uh, uh, theme, you know, uh, inexpensive, small, sell them in uh, twos. So they can wear them in both shoes. And she replied that she thought it was a fantastic idea. And then we said, what the heck? Let's let's try it. So I started making cool. calls, getting coins made. Yeah, I'm looking at the site now and I see the rolls of pennies, the short roll, the regular roll. How much how much do they cost, by the way, a, a short roll and a regular roll? Um, well, the first year we tried to, to do it by dollar the first year. Um, and we slowly went over to, to charging uh, by Bitcoin. But... The short roll of 20 coins is, I think, about 50 bucks. Um, and the classic roll, which is 40 coins, uh, is about 100 bucks. And then, um, and then we have a special edition roll, which is, which is, uh, we only make 10 of those a year. Um, those are pretty cool. Um, but uh, Eric mentioned that he likes coin collecting. And uh, one of the things that um, we had done was, we came up with more than one type of penny um, and we hide a few uh, limited edition kind of rare pennies in each roll. So we give people a chance to break open a roll, hunt through the, the roll for the rare pennies, you know, that kind of thing. Silly little fun tradition we like. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you thought about doing a uh, commemorative like Satoshi coin with a, a shadowy profile of who he might be on the coin in Satoshi we trust? <laughs> Uh, well, we haven't, um, but we do have, um, every year we, we mint our, our main mintage, uh, a few thousand, uh, coins, um, that have a, a particular mint mark, whatever the initials or whatever happened to be that year. Um, and then we do mint a few, uh, ones that have, basically they look exactly the same, except on the front, the mint mark is SN, uh, for Satoshi Nakamoto. And on the back, instead of minted in USA, it's a signature of S. Nakamoto. Um, and uh, so we hide those. Those are the, the rarer coins that we hide throughout the rolls. Um, so that's as close as we've gotten to, to making a special Satoshi Nakamoto coin. Um, but, you know, we do that every year now. We, we like that little tradition. Oh, very cool. So what are what are some of the other collectibles that are your other guys' favorites? You know, what's some interesting stuff that most Bitcoiners would never know about? Paper safe, Kialara. Um, oh yeah, the Kialara. I think uh, I think some casual Bitcoiners would be aware of the Kialara. I think it's, it might be the second most popular uh, behind the Casatius, but it, it's interesting in that it's not a coin. It, it's it's kind of a rectangular shape, really a, a piece of art that's made of metal and. Um, very beautiful, uh, made up of a lot of different pieces. And you know, people who've, if, if I showed you a picture, you've probably seen it, but those are, are going for an incredible amount of money, um, especially some of the more limited release Kialaras. And uh, what's interesting about those is they were never really meant to be funded. So they, they have a private key that's engraved uh, and you actually have to destroy the entire piece of art to get to the private key. Uh, and so for that reason, they're, they're not really meant to be funded. 
Um, and I think there's probably three classifications of these coins, if you wanted to think about them as being those that are funded and, and meant to be funded. Usually they're sold funded, uh, meaning they actually have Bitcoins that you can redeem and you know destroy a hologram to redeem them. So you can you know prove that it hasn't been tampered with if you wanted to transfer that or, or sell the, the token to somebody else. Um, then you have the DIY coins where they come with a hologram that's not yet applied to the coin. And so those are like your silver wallets and um, a lot of other coins are, are, are doing this because they don't want to have the liability of selling funded coins. And there's more trust associated with, you know, creating your own keys, which I think is a good practice for anyone who wants to do their own cold storage. And then you have like the token, the third type, which are really, they're not meant to be funded or do it yourself funded. It's, it's like the Bitcoin pennies where they are almost homages to Bitcoin and meant to look like other coins. And, and there's a lot of these types of varieties out. Um, what interestingly, there's now an encyclopedia of physical Bitcoins where you can now view and read the book. And there's a PDF online at coinform, coinfirm.org where you can see the literally hundreds of brands and different types of coins out there. Oh, very cool. Um, so you say Casatius is not making them anymore, so they just any coins you buy that are Casatius are, are just old ones, or are they making new ones that are not funded? He stopped in 2013 because of the money transmitting laws. He he basically said it, it's just easier for me to stop than have to comply with you know 50 different states and international countries, you know trying to trying to figure out their money laws. So he just stopped selling funded coins, and then uh, Lilana. <laughs> They were doing the same thing, but they stopped as well. But basically now they're they're still able to, quote-unquote, sell, a, I, I guess, a funded coin. But it's basically the person who buys it, they basically send the funds to the coin as it's assembled. And it basically comes as a funded coin. But because the person themselves are funding it, it's not considered that the person selling it is transmitting the monies, basically, if that makes sense. That's an interesting way around it. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's there's and there's a couple of the countries too where they'll they'll sell you the coin, and then they'll wait for you to receive it, and then they'll load it upon delivery. So I don't know if that's something kind of a little different, but it, I guess it kind of works in the same way. Those Cassius gave up, so any Cassius coins you buy would stop at, at 2013. Correct, correct. That well, I mean, the the loaded ones, yes, that was last year, but he did make a, a coin for 2014. It was a commemorative coin. For um, a college football game, it was the Saint. It was called the Saint Petersburg Bowl um, football game down in Saint Petersburg, Florida. And there was, um, I guess, originally like two thousand coins minted, and twelve hundred of them were scrapped and sent back to the mint. So there were only eight hundred of them left, but they're out there, and you know they're they're nice silver coins. They're you know they have a little gilt on them, and they are available. But uh, they're they're starting to command a premium. They're becoming quite rare. So just like the rest of them, you know, they're becoming quite collectible. Have you seen uh, any interest in physical coins for other tokens, or really only Bitcoin? Um, I personally, I've seen, I've seen a bunch of them. There's, there's tons of different currencies that people will make tokens for. Um, recently on the Bitcoin Talk forum, somebody posted a post about a Ripple coin that they wanted to make. Um, there's another maker who is uh, named Finite by Design. They, they just came out with a whole slew of Ethereum tokens of different uh, shapes, sizes, some silver, some you know, just regular metals like brass and copper. So, yeah, there, there's there's all sorts of different crypto tokens or physical crypto tokens out there, I should say. 
but it seems really like the one that people are interested in and love is Bitcoin. That that's got most of the love, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I'd say to a lesser extent, I think Monero uh, coins are, are becoming more popular, especially with Lilana released um, several different versions of the Monero, physical Moneros, um, you know, being a more privacy focused coin. But they're they're all over the map. And you even have just individuals uh, who are big fans of specific cryptocurrencies that release their own coins. And a couple of examples of that would be in 2014, one of the very first physical um, cryptocurrencies was a guy named SoCal who created the physical Vera coins, the VRC tokens. Um, you also have, I think, Stratus, uh, a, a, somebody who's an enthusiast in the Stratus community created their own coin for Stratus. Uh, and just, you know, it's, now it's becoming even all over the map with, with all the new cryptos out. There's Inevitably, uh, for the larger ones, somebody wants to create a uh, a physical token to to honor the the crypto of their choice. You know, whether it's funded, unfunded, or or do it yourself. Hmm. Interesting. So, what are some of the new uh, projects or upcoming uh, you know physical Bitcoin type stuff that you guys are really interested in? You mentioned there's some paper wallets, maybe some real decorative ones instead of just a piece of paper. I mean, what else is this out there? Yeah, I know uh, the well, company yeah, has ahead, something Eric, interesting. Sorry. I was going to say that uh, one one of the things that I'm I think is really uh, phenomenal in the physical Bitcoin space is BTC China and what they have done. Um, as you guys may know, Bitcoin BTC China or BTCC they have their own mining pool. And so what they did last year in 2016 was they released uh, physical Bitcoins that were made out of titanium and they are loaded with freshly minted. Bitcoins directly from a block. So these are coins that have never existed on the blockchain uh, until they were mined and sent directly to these titanium coins. And so they, they had a release of um, last year. They actually came out with the half Bitcoin, the one Bitcoin, and then whole blocks. So they actually mined entire blocks onto a, a chunk, a square of titanium. And I think that was really one of the most innovative things that I've come across. Um, with regard to paper wallets, you've got um, PaperSafe, which is a, a, a great company here in the U.S. In fact, uh, we're going to have some PaperSafe paper wallets on hand in the uh, in, in February at the conference, uh, among among many other types of brands. Um, and then another paper wallet that I really like is uh, made by the Bitcoin Swiss company. They're a registered financial company in Switzerland who released. Um, their own note, which is basically a, a it looks almost like a, an official government currency, but it's these are funded uh, notes that um, were, were coming from the Bitcoin Swiss company. Oh, very interesting. I guess, yeah, there's, it's funny. There's there's hardware wallets, but they don't seem to have the romance and the uh, the art and the uh, intrigue that, uh, you know, decorative paper wallets have or coins have. It's kind of funny. They seem like they'd play in this arena, but I guess not, you know. Yeah, Trezor yeah. I mean, uh, released a limited edition Trezor device, which I think was made out of steel uh, and w was highly collectible. And, and there's only a handful of them out there. Um, I, I actually got started collecting physical or, or hardware wallets uh, because those were more practical. And then, yeah, and so it kind of all bleeds in where you've got the hardware wallets, the paper wallets, the physical coins. There's it's really now you've got even art that are you know on a canvas that is in some cases it's a wallet as well and 
And so we're seeing all of these different hybrid uh, ways in which you can present Bitcoins. And, you know, I think that there's slowly but surely there's an audience for in a, in a collectible market for each one of these. What, do you, what, do you, what makes something collectible, at least in the Bitcoin world? I'm sure you've seen some stuff that maybe you thought would have value, but people don't really like it or care about it, and some that people love for some reason. Any insight into why and what's uh, rare and what's not and why? Good question. Because <laughs> you said, yeah, oh, you this know, one's a lot collectible. Of it, that one's collectible. Why? To, uh, why is it collectible? You know? Yeah, it comes down to how many were made. I think there's a lot of them that um, the collectible market right now is not so big where if if you were to create say a thousand of these physical you know tokens uh there might not be a buyer for every one of those and so those, those may not increase in value um you know other makers they, they can they're pretty smart they, they know the market well enough and they'll do a release of say 50 items um a guy out of spain uh, his, his company is called crypto imperator yeah i think that's how you call it but um, he, he tends to have releases that are in the maybe 25 to 50, and those typically sell out pretty quickly. Uh, but then you have the more universal, universally appealable ones like the Casatius and Kiwaras. And you know, even if Kiwara made say 500, those will probably all sell out, and they'll all have uh, they'll increase in value over time just because of how talented he is as an artist uh, and and how you know kind of stunning his pieces are. Um, so mm, I think okay. you you know, like with most collectible markets, there's a, there's a variety of quality and and just artistic uh, talent that goes into creating each one of these. And um, as you guys will see at the uh, at the conference, we'll, we'll have the encyclopedias on hand. We'll also have uh, all of these different examples that we're talking about, where people can actually hold and see and uh, and browse through the encyclopedia and look at all of the different offerings. And, and I think each. Yeah, everybody that that looks through it is probably going to see one that they love the most. And um, I know we all each have our own favorites, and they're not—you'd be surprised—they're they're not always the same. I think some people value more physical and gold, or, or, or silver and gold. Um, others people look at it more for the aesthetics or the the mintage. You know, how many of them are out there? Uh, but, but you never really know what what's going to be the most popular one. Uh, there's certainly a lot out there right now, and and some of them are, are fetching pretty high, uh, high markups from their original prices. Yeah. What, what do you, uh, what have you seen as like the most valuable or some of the most valuable ones and what are they and how much do they go for? Uh, definitely the Cassatius coins, I would say are, I mean, just for their, their, their history alone makes them some of the, the most valuable, not necessarily the most rare, but definitely they, they do command a premium when people sell them. You know, yeah, the the 2011 Casatius was the very first physical Bitcoin ever created, and even though there are a couple thousand of them that that you know he, he created, um, they are I would say one of the most popular coins, and probably will will remain that way. Just that there's a large enough number of them out there. They're they're not terribly difficult to purchase, but if you wanted to buy a loaded one Bitcoin 2011 error Casatius, uh, you're looking at probably $10,000 in, in today's market. Wow. That's quite a premium. Jeez. That, that would be retail, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, if you waited around on the forum, you could probably get one for, and if you're willing to pay in Bitcoin, you could probably get one for uh, closer to two Bitcoins, which I guess is now, you know, $7,000. Seven, yeah. Oh. Huh. 
And has the price of those uh, tracked as Bitcoin's price has changed? Yeah, it's kind of funny. The As Bitcoin has gone up in value, the, the premium in Bitcoin has gone down on, on virtually all of these coins. You know, the, the Casatius coins used to go for multiples of, of their loaded value. So uh, it, w- it wouldn't be uncommon for a Casatius that was loaded with one Bitcoin to sell for three Bitcoins, you know, a year ago when Bitcoin was under $1,000. And now it's uh, it's rare that a Casatius would go for more than, say, two Bitcoins. And so the premium value in, in terms of Bitcoin has gone down. Um, but the premium in terms of dollars it typically stays the same or goes up. Um, and so it's it, it's it might not be as good of an investment as simply just buying and holding uh, or hodling Bitcoin. Uh, but right. that said, in, in a bear market, I think, or or as a hedge or just a diversified investment, I, I think that these collectibles will continue to grow in value regardless of what happens with the price of Bitcoin. Huh. At least that's, that's been my any, interest. Any in coins it. made with um, the Genesis block, uh, you know, any of the public keys from, you know, that Satoshi supposedly holds or any of the first ones? Not that I'm aware of. That would be really cool, though, if, if somebody did have uh, some Satoshi coins in a in a physical Bitcoin. I'm sure that would get a lot of wow. attention. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe Craig Wright has one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could make it just with the, uh, you know, the public key and, uh, you know, give you no power to spend it. But, um, yeah, or if you did one, uh, I don't know if they, if people know the um, the ID of the uh, Bitcoin pizza transaction. You know, that oh, might that's... be another interesting one to make. There you go. Oh, yeah, there there is yeah. a physical Bitcoin that um, he created multiple coins and each one I think represents an event in Bitcoin's history. Like for example, there there is a pizza coin. Um Eric, do you know the name of that coin? I'm trying oh, to think of it. They're not they're not MJB, but they're tiny one gram silver coins and there's two or three different ones. And like you said, uh one that commemorates the pizza transaction, one I think is like the Genesis block transaction, something like that. There there's yeah, they're out there. Yeah. And we've got coins that commemorate the halving from 2015 uh, or 2016, the second halving. There's coins that commemorate uh, basically every event that's happened in, in Bitcoin's life uh, has been commemorated in one way or another in, in, a, in a physical coin, uh, whether it was the Mount Dock collapse. The, the 2140 future coin, you know, when the, uh, <laughs> oh, that's the block yeah. reward goes away. Yep, I'm, uh, very one idea that I've had is the, the SegWit coin. So to create an actual coin that uses a, a new SegWit type of transaction, I think that one, um, it's an idea that that would, would be a good one as well to have. Well, a contentious one, yeah. <laughs> a very contentious one. That's right, Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> Although we do, we do have that as well now. There's a Bitcoin Cash uh, physical silver coin. Oh, really? Huh. Are there uh, Litecoin physical coins or, you know, what other ones are out there? You mentioned possibly Ripple. You know, what other ones have you seen? Oh, yeah, Litecoin. They made a big one. Yeah, Litecoin's very popular. Uh, Ethereum as well. Monero. You know, really, the the coins that have the largest community behind them, you tend to have a lot more collectibles uh, associated with them. And, you know, these are not just coins in every instance, but paper wallets, um, you know, whether they're credit card style, I think Ethereum just came out um, with, or, or a Ethereum fan came out with a, a line of um, Ethereum wallets that are tied up with the My Ether wallet 
domain name. And so those are, are pretty cool. They just came out. We're going to have some of those on hand at the conference as well. Okay, very these cool. Look just like, these just look like credit cards that would have a, you know, a, a scratch-off lottery ticket style private key that's that's hidden underneath. And so that you could use it to load it up with Ethereum and then, you know, whenever and give it away for Christmas presents or for birthdays. And then whenever the user or the owner wants to spend it, um, they can, you know, just scratch the code underneath. And the great thing about these types of, you know, physical wallets is that you can give them away. They look great. It's a good way to get somebody into the hobby and they're not destroying something if they ever did want to spend it. And that, that, that is sort of an issue with some of these more collectible physical coins is that you never really would want to spend it, even though you know you could, and that the coins exist on the blockchain. It's, it's easier and you would, you would make more money by selling it as an intact coin rather than redeeming it. Um, and that also helps the value because over time, a lot of these coins tend to get redeemed, especially the, um, the earlier Casatius coins. And there's a website that tracks how many of the Casatius coins are in existence and how many of them have been peeled, meaning they've been redeemed on the blockchain. And it's pretty easy to tell once, once that's happened. Oh, and I guess an unpeeled one is worth a lot more than a peeled one. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just in the Bitcoin value, but in the collectible value. The, the premium of an unpeeled coin is significantly higher than one that's been peeled. I guess it's like Beanie Babies or Cabbage Patch Kids. You know, if you leave it in the packaging, it's worth more. Or, you know, a Superman <laughs> comic book if it's in the packaging or that kind of stuff. That's right. Uh, and, you know, another trend we're seeing now is that a lot of people are getting their coins graded. Um, there's a, a coin grading service here in the U.S. that um, really has carved out a nice side business by grading Casatius coins and really a, a whole variety of coins. And, and Eric could tell you a lot about kind of the, you know, the, the values that those are fetching because it's you're essentially sealing that coin into a um, into a slab where it can't really be tampered with, and it's got an actual um, you know expert quote unquote who has signed off that this is a a coin and it has this particular grade and quality. Yeah, Eric, tell me a little bit about that. What have you seen and what are some of the premiums going there and what's the company? Um, it definitely helps with the premiums on coins. I mean, it, it basically is like, uh, like you said, it gives some kind of authenticity or I guess a guarantee that it's been, that it's an authentic coin and that, you know, it, it is what it is and it is of certain quality. Um, some of the premiums actually, uh, just on the coins that we, there's an auction actually that we, there's ongoing on the forum right now. One of the premiums on a coin is, is uh, right now it's four times over its face value, just because I, I'm guessing that the coin is graded, and it, it and it also has a very high grade. So that that itself lends to the value of the coin. You know, if the coin gets a say a perfect grade on a coin is called an MS70, and that means a flawless coin. And that in itself, the premium on the coin, you know, sometimes can you know start off at, at at least double, just because of that <clears throat> alone. So these premiums definitely lend themselves to uh, ensuring that you're, uh, you know, a good premium on the coin and that you're also getting a quality product and, you know, that, that it's authentic. That's really cool. That's fascinating how it's evolving. Um, any other uh, innovations you see coming that are really interesting to you guys or curiosities or strange behaviors in this uh, sector of the industry? Um, yeah, I think, I, know, I, I think it's, as we say, I think it's, it's worth mentioning that, you know, a lot of, a lot of Bitcoiners um, are skeptical of this hobby because of the fact that you're you're trusting bitcoins to private keys that you didn't necessarily generate yourself, and so and I understand I, I fully get that. 
Um, you know, one of the interesting things, though, that we've seen is that of, of all the dozens of companies that have created funded physical Bitcoins, we've really only had uh, two examples where the creator of the coin has ran off and actually stolen the funds. And, and those were uh, in Coinographic, who actually created purely uh, Litecoin uh, line of coins that uh, he created uh, coins that had 25 Litecoins and then I think one Litecoin each. He he just were, drained every every coin overnight. Yeah, we're, we're gone um, oh, at man. some point in 2016. And then this year, earlier this year, we had the uh, a light uh, a Latin coin series, which these were funded with two bitcoins on each on each coin. These were two ounce silver coins. Um, they were sold mostly in 2014. So, at, on some random day, three years after he sold these coins this year, uh, he drained roughly half of all of the funds associated with that entire release. And this was, I think, about I want to say a hundred bitcoins were were gone. Uh, wow. Now, now that said, you know, this risk is obviously apparent when you're buying these physical coins, um, but the vast, vast majority of them have, you know, the, the makers stand behind the product. They, they are well-known people. In, in many cases, we know who they are and where they live. Um, in some cases, these are large companies like BTC China who are producing these coins. And... Um, you know the, the trust is is very high. It's not as good as when when you know you or I generate our own keys, but it's almost as good, uh, especially for somebody that may not necessarily trust their own process for creating a key. I think a BTC China coin that's funded um, with the supervision of Bobby Lee, who is you know really well known in the space, and, and same with goes for Cassatius. I think those those are as good as it gets. And you know surprisingly, we haven't really seen a whole lot of fraud in the in the entire industry. Um, now that said, I, I would recommend that people only put a smaller percentage of their holdings into any private keys that they didn't generate themselves. Right. You know, the, the majority should be your own keys, your own coins, uh, just like you wouldn't leave them on an exchange. I guess there's not going to be a China crackdown coin, right? <laughs> <laughs> or I thought of something else funny. What about a paper brain wallet? That probably wouldn't be a product that would sell very well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, enough of the bad jokes. All right, so yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you guys at the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference in February. Um, let's tell listeners how do they get in touch with you and maybe you know do some trades, you know, find out uh, some of the items that you're going to be bringing, you know, start interacting. What you said on the uh, Bitcoin Talk forums, how do they find you? What are your screen names? Um, I'm Eric, and my name screen name is Minor Jones. Okay. Yep, I'm John, and uh, my username is Hybrid Soul, H Y B R I D S O L E, uh, on the Bitcoin Talk forums, and also on Reddit and on Twitter. You can find me under the same handle. And yeah, if anyone has any particular request, or if they just want to see it, or maybe even buy a particular brand, we we can't bring everything, but we'll certainly try to accommodate any uh, specific requests for uh, some coins if. You know, because these these aren't necessarily easy for everybody to access uh, if they're not necessarily well versed with the forum community and how the escrow system works, et cetera. Chris, oh, uh, I'm Chris, and my screen name is Bitcoin Penny, and you can find me there. All right, great guys. Well, I appreciate you coming. It's been a really interesting conversation. 
Uh, usually, you know, we're talking about the uh, the non-physical side of things. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank yeah, you for having us. Yeah. Thanks, Richard. And uh, we're really looking forward to February. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 